the Protect Your Neck Podcast, UFC Long Island Breakdown, picks, plays, and whatever else comes our way. Let's go to work. Hot air hangs like a dead man from a white oak tree. People sitting on porches thinking how things used to be. Dark night. It's a dark night. Dark night. It's a dark night. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's up? This is the Protect Your Neck Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Tom. Analysts is where you can find over at MMAJunkie.com. But on this year program, the Protect Your Neck Podcast. Well, we break down high-level MMA. That's what we're going to do here today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this. Hopefully it's for the fight as I get the uh, tweets out and do all that uh, deal. My one-man producer self, thanks for joining in the chat. See Chronic Combat Conversations. See Eric Betts Fights. Much more, who I'll get to in a second. Thank you for piling in. Don't forget to like down below. Subscribe if you haven't already. Daniel Tom MMA. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll... We'll get this party started shortly. Feel free to jump in in the chat. Um, I'll try to acknowledge it if I can. Uh, obviously, I'll get to it in groups. Hopefully, if it's nothing too crazy. But uh, you guys are all pretty positive in there, which is pretty cool. So thank you again. Audio listeners, thanks again. You can always uh, give it a positive ratings and review on Apple Podcasts. I'm getting these up much faster. So that's always good, right? I'm going to get this tweet out, and we'll be underway. So thank you guys for bearing with me. Appreciate the uh, participation in the chat already. It's nice. Yeah, we're gonna do a recap on this show because I didn't do one, but it, we'll, we'll blow through it. Not because I, you know, ate, ate, ate shit, but uh, <laughs> but no, no, just because uh, I just want to try to get this done fast. Speaking of my guy, uh, my guy Eric down there, I'm gonna be doing his show. Um, and it's a good excuse to try to get this show, you know, under an hour and a half. I wanted to say under an hour, but I know better. I know what happens when I say that, right? We're not going to say that. Um, yeah, we're going to do some shouts, some Amazon reads. So we'll get through a, a decent amount of stuff, but we're going to do it in a, in a decent amount of time. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Make sure that went out. Cool. Awesome. All right. What's going on, everybody? My guy, Alvin Yakitori, what's going on? Great to hear you talking about high-level MMA, be able to this proud combat sports fan look forward to your well oh thank you alan super positive makato what's up hello hello back to you sam samuel what up ready to hear ricky simon vato all right you guys know what's up we got some we got some seasoned listeners in the chat you guys already know what's up we got jimmy kudo uh hey dan you drake riggs from mma media heavy hands jack slack i'm like oh what are you listening listening all these awesome people and putting me in there but thanks um, are my go-to people when listening to what they know they're talking about. Thanks. I try. I try. I don't know how, how, how good I am compared to some of those people, especially with their specialties, but I just appreciate even being considered in that mix. Thank you. Uh, Melanie Ewing, are you familiar with the female MMA fighters? <laughs> what are your thoughts on her? Of course, I started MMA training after she won her belt in Shenzhen, but only as a hobby. I almost went to that show in Shenzhen when she won, won the title. Um, some kind of like distant family uh, relatives established connection there. They got, like, businesses down there and stuff. And uh, probably a good thing I didn't, man. Like, can you imagine, especially like, the symptoms I was feeling, like, pre-COVID stuff? I would have been I'm like, what? He's 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 half Chinese and he went to China? I, I wish he'll be locked up, probably. 
Um, kidding. Halfway. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, no, she's awesome. And then, uh, were you inspired by someone too? Wow, that's a that's an interesting question. Um, wow. Okay, here. Wow, she just sidetracked Dan. Now he's gonna go off on a on a long uh, nostalgic tangent. No, I'll say that for another show. Um, just in short, like I was probably just like a fan of a lot of the kids of the '80s and '90s, like. Uh, I, you know, I, I watched Recycled Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan of age, but like I probably came across like Van Damme first, you know, having that kind of shoved down your your, your, your cinematic throat, if you will. Uh, easy. But, uh, you know, Bloodsport's classic, right? Uh, all those things. And yeah, I was just like, uh, I don't know, I was never really good at sports and stuff, so I just kind of, you know, I don't know, went to martial arts. I don't know if one person in particular inspired me, though. That's a good question. We'll get back to that. Um... Phantoms. Yo, Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. What's up, Dan? Do you think Yair's habit of spamming kicks can get Ortega easier? Take That's a good question. I'm going to page mark that, and that's a good excuse to push on in these breakdowns because uh, that'll that'll happen in the breakdown. Of course, check the timestamps, whether you're listening, uh, you know, not live, I should say, because I don't have those timestamps now for you guys. But uh, I do type the breakdowns in the same format from top to bottom, somewhere in the middle of the show, and I recap my picks and plays at the very end. I'm still like 1,400 watch hours away from being able to monetize. Um, but, like, I don't know. I felt really slimy. A lot of people hit me up for my picks and plays, even though, you know, you guys probably could help me on the watch hours there, too, you know? But uh, those of you listening in hindsight here. But, like, uh, no, in all honesty, uh, I try to keep that format, recap the picks and plays at the end of the episode. So, um, without further ado, let's recap uh, how uh, how bad we did. Uh I wrote I suck. Yeah, that is true. We went five and six overall. This is a uh, UFC Vegas fifty eight, uh, Fazeev de Santos. Zero uh, and one for parlay piece uh, slash parlay. Zero uh, and three on straight plays. Um, you know, by my own thing, I should stop using that. Uh, not stop using it, but I, I should at least call myself out on it because every time I hear like. You know, uh, oh, he's got three straight knock or three straight submission wins, and it's like, what about his gay submission wins? You know, like that's my retort every time I hear like the announcers use that, use that, like, oh, it's seven. and I do it too. You know, I'm guilty of it here. But every anytime I hear that, now I'm gonna poison your guys' brain. Every time, you know, you hear he's got seven straight finishes, you're gonna wonder about the gay ones. You know, and again, not judging. I just, I, I want to know. I'm curious. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, oh and three in straight plays. Oh and one in props, and oh and four. Da, 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 and round flyers, big misses, big misses. Um, what do the what, what what do the kids call this? The reverse sweep. I got the broom busted out on me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, eight shit. We're gonna pull up those results right now. Um, do, 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 do. I'll do the results and then I'll get back to the uh, the chat. But I appreciate you guys popping off in there and I will definitely shout you guys. Of course, um, one of the plays I was just gonna stick to and call it a night, which I probably should have. Again, it would have been a hundred percent losing night anyways, but I would have lost less. Um, if I just stuck to playing Dos Anjos, maybe the round flyers and calling it a night, uh, I knew Fazeev was going to have success early. Um, I thought he had good takedown defense technique, but as far as like proven, dedicated grapplers, small cage, uh, all those combinations, experience, um, five rounds, all that stuff, yeah, we just we needed to see it, and we did. Um, I was impressed. I'm not going to downplay it. Uh, I wasn't upset at the stoppage. It was just weird at first because it just like visually was like, what the f- did that just happen? Um, but you know me, man, like as passionate as I get about things, whether I bet them or not, I, I, I'm pretty keeping that same energy and like, I'm not like, you know, I'm not usually the robbery guy. I'm not usually the early stoppage guy, which is fine. If that's it's your opinion, like it, it, it kind of looked like it at first. Like I'm not, not throwing shade or condemning anybody who had that opinion, but, uh, upon a different view, um, 
I think most of us kind of were quelled by that. And then, of course, RDA, the man himself, just being all class, right? Uh, but something that the Couchside Judges brought up on the Couchside Judges podcast, shout out to Dan Urban and, and Scott uh, Fontana, something a lot of, uh, you know, the uh, criteria folk in the media will bring up, you know, benefit of the doubt to those Cageside, their views, their angles, uh, both for what they're seeing, perhaps why they go some way, or perhaps what, maybe what they didn't see, perhaps why they didn't go away. And uh, I feel like that's a, that's a damn good example of it, right? Where we show that camera angle where, like, but from one angle it looks, like, suspect, right? But from another angle you're like, oh, okay, I get it. I get what he's seeing. And even though Mark Smith, not my, you know, maybe not particularly my favorite, maybe not the most consistent for sure, but uh, I, I, I got to get, I, I had to, you know, take back a lot of what I said, you know, about, you know, his, like, his kind of, like, shakiness, although I do believe that translates. The guy was, like, a fighter pilot. So, like, when it comes to these, like, really weird, there's one of the Contender series, I don't know if it was Jimmy Crute where he head kicked the guy and the guy was kind of out on his feet, and you're like, what are you stopping that for, Mark Smith? And then we went back to it, and you're like, you saw the guy was just checked out, and you're like, wow, that was actually a really good stoppage. Um, I think uh, Mark Smith, maybe because of his fighter pilot experience, maybe he's got, like, he, you know, again, not my favorite, not the best, at least you're not going to hear me say that, but for those real split second, there's actual trauma and impact, um, you know, I'm not saying he's not guilty of early stoppages too, but for ones like this, like, damn man, take some take some good eyes for that. So, uh, props to him, props to Fazeev. You know, it was it was a lost ticket. RDA tried his best, got a little careless at the beginning of the round. You know, uh, it wouldn't have mattered, I guess, on the scorecards, um, which I would have guessed it was three to one too, anyways too. So again, no no crying here about it. But um, it was clear that you know Fazeev was fading, and it was a clear round four. At least I felt you know uh, fairly clear, anyways, for RDA. Um, so there was that. You know, does he pull something out and run round five? Would have needed to finish, and that would have been the best payout. But you know, it was not meant to be. Uh, so we'll we'll move down and get through. Um, we had uh, Saeed, or no, not that one. Um, Kyle Bohio defeated Armin Petrosian. The unanimous decision. Um, this one kind of went how I how how uh, how I called it, um, but again, I just I was sketchy about betting this one as a wait and see. Um, Could have took the opportunity to, to get my decision back on Petrosian, but I just didn't like the prices, and um, I wanted to see what Petrosian had. Man, the guy's scrappy. You know what I'm saying? I don't dislike the guy. Uh, Said Nurmagomedov defeated Douglas De Silva, Dion Drugs, Dion Draj. Shout out to my man Brad Tashchuk. Um, again, no, no, no crying here or anything. Uh, it, I, I, if anything, I probably got more annoyed by this one because you could actually, you know, again, like people who actually, you know, uh, are analysts and analysts who have trained and trained striking and trained MMA and, and, and uh, people with, I'm not saying their opinions are better than everybody else or that they don't get it wrong, but for what it's worth, when those people on my timeline are largely saying one thing and everybody else is saying the others, I tend to lead to the, to the people, the analysts and the actual, uh, experienced people. And those people were saying, you know, uh, it was close, you know. I, I personally have no issue for it going to Nurmagomedov because of the body work, right? Um, for as much as the spinning stuff, and I talk shit about that scoring, and I said the spinning stuff was actually going to hurt him more, which it did. It costed him position. Uh, hold that note for the main event we're going to talk about shortly, folks. Um, it did cost him position, right? And if anybody, who landed the more effective spinning stuff? Uh, you could argue it was Douglas's over Deandraj. That was a legit knockout, uh, knockdown. Now, again... We're not boxing, nor should we be like boxing, um, nor should any rule be default all, right? Like a knockdown sort of thing automatically was either I'm, I don't subscribe to that. Um, I believe it, it arguably could have, though. I just The optics of him not doing anything, uh, we'll get to Carl, Carl, Carl Roberson. But uh, I, I remember 
I don't know if I bet on Carl Roberson versus Wellington Terman. I, I I think I might have. And I remember watching live and Carl Roberson get on top and having the, have the ability to steal the round. And he kind of just stood over him like Douglas and Silva D'Andrade. And I remember saying, as somebody who picked and played that fighter, right, uh, going against my bias, going, I don't care that I picked him. I don't care that I bet him. He doesn't deserve to win that round because he just, he just let that go. It's an easy opportunity. Even just do those like little leg kicks and stuff, which... D'Andrade did um, try to attack legs, even if it was his elbows at points. And Herb was, I believe, who was the ref there, was, uh, you know, very, you know, not giving him very much time to capitalize on it either to Douglas De Silva's defense. But, uh, but yeah, that, that was, that, that sucked because um, it was one of those fights, again, it was much closer than given credit for. And you're going to look on the scorecards and just see Dan's decision and figure it was domination when it, it not wasn't necessarily so. Uh, that being said, I have no problem for Saeed Nurmagomedov. Excellent body shots. I actually like his style a lot, so I look forward to seeing more. Chase Sherman defeated Ivan Dare. Give me sight beyond sight. Um, now, you know, I make my own decisions or whatever, but uh, I, I definitely uh, definitely got some, uh, you know, some friendly encouragement from my fellow heavyweight bettors out there. And if you are going to bet heavyweight fights, you just bet stupid stuff like I did. Uh, but you make stupid bets and you get stupid <laughs> results. And uh, or you make stupid decisions to get stupid results as Vandera uh, just decided to kickbox. Um, regardless of how you thought the score shaked out, I wasn't really watching too closely. Um, but uh, yeah, he decided to kickbox with Chase Sherman instead of taking the obvious advantage. And uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, grapples with the guy he's not supposed to, to and, and doesn't grapple with the guys he is supposed to. So, uh, I don't know if he'll get another shot, but something to note. Uh, hey man, Sahabi defeated Ricky Tercios. I didn't watch this. Apparently, it was a bad fight. Ricky Tercios did karate stuff. Unfortunately, I did pick Tercios. Was happy to see. Hey man, Sahabi win. Uh, Jamie Malarkey defeated Michael Johnson via split decision. I was loosely watching this, so I couldn't weigh in on a score. Um, but my loose interpretation was that Michael Johnson won, and I definitely was sympathetic to all of you guys who had a Michael Johnson ticket value. Was on the dog, although I did pick Malarkey, uh, and the Malarkey uh, fight uh, gets it. Uh, speaking of Australians, uh, my guy Mark Fellows is in the chat. Let's let's do a little chat cleanup. Uh, I'll get to yours, uh, Phantom, as far as uh, the spamming kicks uh, can get Ortega takedowns, even though uh, bad at, Ortega's bad at take. Even though I kind of answered that with the Saeed Nurmagomedov uh, analysis, the kind of similar analysis is going to come your way. I'm going to cite examples. Shout out to my guy Abby Suban over there. Uh, at MMA Junkie. If you guys notice the breakdown videos, um, we're getting a bit better. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, sending timestamps in, and Abby's just a talent. Uh, so is Kenny, all the video guys at Junkie. Um, but uh, showing a lot of the examples, as I talk about in the breakdown video as well. Um, Rain Lamina, hey Dan, why are there so much accusations of Whaley using PED? I get a lot of Whaley. Is it, is it the red shirt and the half Chinese? Am I just getting all of the. Am I getting. Am I the official. Uh, Chinese MMA correspondent? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, no, I appreciate the, appreciate the answer. Why, why are they getting so much accusations of Whaley using PEDs due to her improvement she made in a short time? Seems like people are just looking for hate, or do you see a valid side to their argument? You know, um, if you want to put on your, your glasses and look at, like, you know, is a, you know, what, what places get accusations of steroids more? You know, there's the classic Brazil, Brazilians, there's a classic training camp in Thailand. What do they go to Thailand for? Um, there's the, you know, uh, and, and, you know, uh, the China, and again, man, I'm not going to try to go down this, this and give people more fuel, uh, and go down that path. But, you know, it, you know, whether it's China or Russia, we like to kind of point, you know, and, 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 
like to you know like to, to, to kind of point and choose but like a, a lot of these countries doesn't matter if, you know um, where they're from right but yeah it's no it's no it's no secret that you know state uh, programs experiments from steroids to you know a, a bunch of other stuff right uh, a lot of evidence of a lot of lot, lot, lot of that stuff going on and again not not throwing stones you know for, comfortably from America here or anything like not not saying one is upper I'm just saying it's it's, it's a fact right so maybe it's a lot of that kind of like geopolitical bro science bleeding in. Um, she also does her, her camps in Thailand, which again, like Overeem, right? Another guy who gets those accusations uh, when he'd go to Thailand, like, what are you going to Thailand for, right? But then you have my guy, John Yunko, like tweeting out like, hey man, I'm seeing you saw on the regular training over at, uh, Fu was he at, like Phuket Top Team or something like that, or Tiger Muay Thai, I think he's actually at. Um, so I'm sure they're getting better at sending people out there. So I don't know why um, she is crazy a crazy athlete. Um, would it surprise me, you know, if, if someone was sneaking something into her cereal? <laughs> no, but that's like, but again, it wouldn't surprise me if any of them, you know what I'm saying? And you look at what they're having to put their bodies through. And boy, I'm wishing I had some, you know what I'm saying? I just did. I got to schedule a follow-up. Fuck, I forgot to do that today. Um... Apparently my testosterone came back normal this night. I'm like, but I suck as an athlete. I've always sucked. Can I, can I get something? No, I'm just kidding. No. I just wanted to make sure I'm up to mainly for, uh, yeah, depression, other cognitive issues, uh, uh, light doses of testosterone. Just making sure you're at a level base for people who have a long history of head trauma. Um, it's not, it's not a bad idea. So I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not hating or anything. But yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Ricky Simon, Vato, Fight Week, Anthony Satello, what's up, man? Chris London, what's up? Yo, DT, listening to you on the golf course today. Big dog card for me. Hope you're with me on a couple. I hope so, too, because um, there's not a lot of dogs I like, and I felt kind of like, because of that, I almost feel like pressured, you know, like peer pressured into playing one, and oh, God, I am not liking it for a lot of reasons. Um, Dan, stop fading the Russians. All right, we'll get there. We'll get there. Dan, stop. Um, yeah, we'll see. But there's a lot of things where even if I pick the favorite, it's like I got dogger past feels. So don't let my picks dissuade you here. And again, only time to get through so much of the cards. So I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely hit that up. Uh, Ray Lamina was sad for RDA. Me too. But great adjustment from Fizzy. Indeed, I really like that combo at the end. It was really sweet. Mary Rui, hi Dan, new to MMA, started following last year and willing to learn from good people. Awesome. I don't know what you're doing here. I'm just kidding. Thank you for for joining uh, and hopefully I can help introduce you to more good people um, to help listen educate and uh, further the enjoyment because that's what we got to remember we're here for Jin Karusu how much film do you watch per week to prepare for your podcast as much as I can um, I used to pride myself on like watching everything for each main event fighter I just make sure to watch take deep dives on the main event fighters I don't necessarily watch everything uh, anymore don't have time to um, and with the cards cancellations only increasing from COVID uh, schedule increasing Card amounts increasing, you know, from contender series cards to everywhere else. It's it's just really difficult. Um, try I'm try it's the ever it's the ever growing battle. Trying to do it uh, as efficiently as I can. Uh, James Kendrick, Ghost Phantom, uh, we WWE, uh, WMMA Mania boys are here to represent you and Drake. Drake's a good man. Good to see the representation. Uh, nerds of all type are welcome, even WMMA ones. Ghost Phantom in the house. Dan, we have two high-level analysts, Ghost and yourself, in the show. Well, I appreciate Ghost being here for sure. Uh, shouts to him. Uh, we got uh, Ryo, uh, Rio uh, 
Sozen, Trusdale, what's up, Ghost? Team Whaley all the way. We got a lot of Whaley's. I love it. I love it. How excited for Leech? I'm very excited. Very excited. We'll be getting to those. General question, can you kick a wrestler? If so, how would you advise? Uh, I will get to that, James Kendrick. I will page mark there and blow through the rest of this recap. Just wanted to check in with you guys, let you all know you ain't uh, getting ignored. Cody Brundage defeated Trace on Gore um, via KO. I didn't watch this one, man. I picked Trace on Gore, but this was one, you know, kind of answered a question. This was one I wasn't targeting. Didn't really make the time to look. Uh, didn't have to write about it because it wasn't on the main card unless it got pushed there last minute. So... I didn't have any investment, didn't watch this one ahead or live. Um, Anthony Shevchenko defeated Courtney Casey. Uh, picked Shevchenko, didn't have a strong feeling, uh, didn't watch it, so I can't tell you if the split decision was um, uh, legit stuff or just like, you know, um, I don't know. Do we have a Courtney Casey and Angela Hill in the battle of split decisions, you know? Uh, David Onama defeated Garrett Armfield via submission, arm triangle choke. Um, congrats to anybody on the Onama submission. Again, not really a fight I targeted with the change-ups last minute. Wasn't even sure if Onama was going to stay on the card at a certain point. Kennedy uh, and Chekwu defeated Carl Roberson. Boy, should I just listen to myself? I, I didn't want to bet it. I didn't want to bet it. I found more dogs to bet on the card, and I still um, ended up betting it, you know, because the past tape, you know, it's like, you know what, let's just bet on the, the more skilled fighter. But the size difference did account for something, especially... Not so much of the jab that that um, Roberson supporters were worried about and Nchuku's backers were touting. It was the wrestling that even took Nchuku backwards by surprise because uh, he, he never, uh, I believe, what was the stat? He didn't complete a takedown or something up until. Um, definitely an underrated takedown defense, I thought, which was why I thought uh, Roberson was going to have to strike more, but he took the candy. He took the, uh, took the fool's gold in trying to grapple and then just could not adjust from it. Um, yeah, man, dude just got thrown in there too fast. The the glory sh uh, kickboxing thing didn't help him. Um, him, you know, both being and looking the part of an athlete probably didn't help him. People probably overinflated his skills. Seems like a really nice guy, um, but yeah, just uh, couldn't couldn't tread water. Took on too much water. Thought maybe he could get a lifeline here, but no, it was wrong. And again, this one one I feel bad about uh, losing, despite being on that wrong of a sweep. I feel bad about that. But uh, Kennedy story, man, like I was saying last podcast, the dude takes care of like his, I think his brother's Down syndrome, his mom has ALS, uh, comes from a great camp, Safe, I love Coach Safe Sayud, so um, yeah, honestly, uh, there's actually silver lining to losing that one, I actually don't feel too bad. Um, that, I think it was that like three seven uh, three quarter unit, that wasn't a full exposure at least, so whatever, for what that's worth. Uh, a dog I took, but I didn't play. Of course, he was like, I didn't uh, get as much research as I liked, and he uh, kind of was like an even minus money by the time. Sayyid Yakub Kakramanov uh, defeated Ronnie Lawrence by unanimous decision. All right, what is the time there? 22-16. Not too bad, not too bad, especially since I intermittently mix these things in. Um, Going to give some shouts as I clean up the chat. Uh, quick note here, I wrote, um, UFC likes racist guys, Fanyo. Uh, that's a shout to Fanyo from the fight site, because I was just, it just made me laugh. I think he was talking about Third Reich's duplicity. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that's kind of true. Um, Southpaw Pod, man, uh, awesome, awesome episode. Uh, uh, they had a MMA fighter and coach there. Uh, I've don't want to brutalize his name. I believe Coach Rami, I want to say, uh, uh, for short. 
uh, but a Palestinian gentleman from uh, the Chicago area, and I, I love me the Palestinian perspective. A lot of other stuff they just cover uh, as far as uh, MMA and, and the, those episodes, that episode. Uh, go subscribe to Southpaw Pod, my guy Sam Yang. Shouts to them. Um, I'll shout Chronic Combat here in a second. Oh, and then I wanted to shout my guy Clint for the uh, Vandera shout. He gave me a shout on Vandera and uh, the Eye of Vandera, Sight Beyond Sight. I'm glad. I, I'm glad when there's people that make me feel like less old and they, they appreciate my stupid references. Like those people are my, my favorites because you know I'm an old nerd. What can I say? Um, all right, we have the chat here. Uh, general question: Can you low kick a wrestler? If so, would you advise someone to do so properly to avoid being taken down? I think there might be a wrestler low kicking that might get taken down when we get to this fight breakdown. Um, but yeah, you can low kick a wrestler. It's just. Uh, setting it up it's kind of the same counter and sometimes you see that uh, uh, counter parlayed into the takedown which the traditional counter from a striking standpoint is the, is the cross right cross or left cross if it's a, if it's the much much more rare southpaw versus southpaw matchup generally orthodox orthodox you get an outside right leg kick you get the right hand down the middle um, you know lazily in throw side uh, thrown inside leg kicks can lead to punch counters too uh, obviously, but uh, yeah, that's the classic one, and then you'll see a lot of people do that reach down for the outside low kick, combining with the punch. Um, so that's that's just kind of the classic one. You just got to set it up because more the takedown than the punch is what you want to worry about. You know, um, shout out to my guy Luca Fury, always tweeting about fighters um, kicking and punching range. And again, the the caveat and the add on to that is there's no setup to it as well, no feint. Um, so on and so forth. So, yeah, it's, it's the same on paper risk as strikes. How excited are you for... Oh, we got that. Andy G, what's up, Dan? Fresh cut moment. Thank you. I did it myself. Went a little high on this side, but, you know, I'll just stay pointed to this side, you know, so no one will notice. But, yeah, no. I did it... Thank you. I grow it myself. I did it myself. Um, and, uh, and then I cut it throughout the week because, like, I never have time to do it in one sitting. It's like crazy times. Um... Uh, Henderson Grunger, are you going to be doing live chats like this every week? I'm going to try to. I mean, you guys seem to like them, right? Um, if you do, hit the like button on the window. Let me know, bro. <laughs> Sneaky marketing there. Yeah. You just let me know. It's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this thing just jumped on me. Um, we got Emily Park. Good evening. I was watching Whaley versus Joanna 2. Noticed that Whaley was going with the body kick more than the kicks in the round. Do you think it's better to attack the body? Uh, with punches or kicks, you know, I'll tell you, as much as I'm a big body puncher, I'm getting my sparring back, uh, my timing back and sparring right now. And boy, is it not fun. One, because, like, again, I'm not, like, a, a world beater uh, of any sorts and never have been. I'm not an athlete of sorts of any ha or ever have been. I'm rusty as all shit. And not only am I trying to get my timing back right now, I'm trying to get my timing back against, and I don't mean this as an insult, but a lot of beginners. And those are often the hardest. Like, there's times where I felt in my prime and in shape and on timing, and then I'll get with a beginner and I just feel like I'm fucking off time. So it's always kind of hard to gut, judge, like, okay, how much is it of me being out of practice? How much of it beginners? Although I did get clocked by my, my guy Richie today, good left. I was asking for it. I was leaning forward, southpaw, and uh, he's, I, I'm thinking his best punch is his left hook, and he just tabbed me with one early. And I was like, damn, Richie, we going. Uh, no, he just was keeping me, uh, keeping me awake like a cup of coffee. Um, and then uh, I just remembered to uh, not go to the body, w which I did, and I was just getting tagged. And I was just like, oh, I kept wanting to throw kicks to the body, but we weren't allowed to because um, uh, they don't have their, the, 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 their shin pads from the program yet, so and not everybody has them, um, which, which means we can't. 
Uh, so I, but yeah, I wanted the body kick so bad. It's a preferential thing, you know. Body punching is great, but one sets up the other, you know. Um, you know, head sets up, or body sets up the head. That's what we always preach. But you know, head sets up the body too. You know, you, you kind of gotta, you know, get their get their guard up first, encourage that shell with some straight shots, then rip to the body one two, right? And then after you've established the body threat, you've got a threat to the head, right? Uh, if I ever land a leg kick, for example, I'm like, sweet, I've got a free um, head punch or body kick at the very least, at least with my arsenal, because I know they're going to be thinking about that. Especially when you hit someone, everyone's expecting and worried about getting hit to the head. When you hit them to the leg or the body, even if they're kind of expecting it, it's like it's always kind of catches you more off guard, and it can get in your head a bit more, and you can use that against somebody. You know, they're, they're worried about that. I'm going to look at their leg now and really sell it, and go high and you know you could play off that so it's really comes down to personal preference but you just got to remember everything plays off each other plays off it to get into the body work and you got to play out of the body work to get the rewards upstairs or if you want to go back down low one man's opinion not a not, not a guru here or anything like that just my opinion um we got uh we gotta say we're gonna last every week da, 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 da. Uh, glad to see hey drew uh Always glad to see your content, Dan. Keep chugging along. Mark Fellows, there's Australia. Heading out for Korean barbecue. Ooh, eat some good stuff for me, man. Get some kalbi. Um, oh, man. And uh, cleansing ale. Oh, catch the show afterwards. Have a good, You have a good one, Mark Fellows. Oh, my God. Come on, Malarkey. You have 3024, Mark Fellows, you son of a bitch. Always a good show with Dan Tom. High level. Thank you, Bernie uh, and Samuel. No scarfold for Dan. No scarfold indeed. All right, I'm going to hold off there. We're going to start this breakdown here. Let me get a time in. Time in, game on, 28-52. All right, we got UFC. Uh, oh, wait, real quick. I just, actually, you know what? I'm going to give a quick uh, Amazon reads. Guys, uh, MixedMartialAnalyst.com. Little banner on the right. You guys can do the uh, uh, PayPal donation if you want to donate to the show. Help keep this free show running. Um, if you if you shop it on it, there's a banner still there, and if you shop at Amazon, there's a banner still there. Um, but yeah, you click through the banners uh, through no extra cost. You just do your shopping. It sends a percentage of your sale back to this here show. Now for the Amazon stuff, it doesn't say who you are. So if you want to vi you know, again, if you want to have one night in Bangkok, right, the David Carradine special, go buy the the Vibration Max Five Thousand, the Karate Gi, the rope, the whole deal. I won't know who you are is the good news, but I will pontificate on your purchase of product. And it will list here. It won't list who you are. It won't list your bank card. Relax, relax, relax. But it will list what you bought. All right. So let's go to that real quick. Let's see what was bought since last week. Somebody bought Taro T300B Liquid Ant Killer 12 bait stations. <laughs> Listen. There's only one bait station here, and I'm broadcasting. For, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. 12-year-old humor. The Protect Your Neck Podcast. Couldn't help yourself. Wow, Dan. You see bait, and you just can't help but put the master... Um, somebody else bought a Miracle Grow potting soil. Hmm, potting soil, you say. What exactly are you growing? What what are you potting? Please, do share. Just kidding. Uh, I'd I'd rather you be growing drugs than uh you know, uh, Timothy McVeighing it. And is that the correct '90s reference to just further age myself? I'm guessing the next person who bought potting soil bought this. Now, speaking of a one night in Bangkok, I thought someone took me seriously for my joke last week because all I saw was Flexzilla, and I was like, oh, what did somebody get? Because uh, I'm sick like that. Uh, garden hose. Flexzilla garden hose. I, 
I saw the inch and a half diameter. I saw Flexilla. I, my head went places, okay? I'm sorry. Um, someone else bought Philippine brand dried coconut stack. So we got the Pacific Islander crews watching the show. What's up? What's up? Uh, I get mistaken for Filipino a lot, so I might as well be honorary. I grew up with enough uh, uh, Filipino friends. Um, so, yeah, man. What's up? Yeah, there we go. Um, I don't know if the same person was catching up on snacks. They bought, oh, nuts. Dried dice papaya. Two-pound bulk bag. Thank you for that. Appreciate that purchase. Um, let's see. Oh, page two. Is that too far? Which one was from last week? Uh, I don't think that's was from last week. The Batman. <laughs> I just watched... No, I just watched Seven with my girlfriend. We just watched Seven. Same thing. Thank you for buying it, though. Not shitting on it. I'm just you know, saying. Seven. You see, if you see Seven, you're good. Uh, <laughs> somebody bought Scream 2020 Limited Edition. All right. Some Scream. Hello, Sydney. Um... You know, I had to do that for a movie once, like a, an amateur movie, like slasher movie. They had me do the scream voice, but I can't do it. Um, secrets of... Oh, no, that was from last week. Hey, what were the secrets of Dumbledore? What's he up to, huh? Is it Sandusky-like? Hmm? I know. I mean, listen, I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the case files to come out. Listen, I know Hogwarts turns a profit, and all the kids come back wizards, so no one's asking questions, but you know what's going on there. Secrets of Sandusky over there, Dumbledore. We got you. Uh, thank you for thank you for buying that. Whoever did though, by the way, as I just completely probably just just not just mock your purchase, but probably sully your childhood memories um, of Dumbledore. Um, and that is it. Thank you for uh, purchasing that. Uh, all right, now we're gonna go to the breakdown, guys. I promise. I promise. We'll get through this. All right, thirty-two breakdown. Amazon breakdown. We got a. Uh, Ooh, the fuck he's headlining in Long Island. Oh, yeah. We got Brian Ortega, minus 170. Um, or minus 165. Uh, Yair Rodriguez, plus 140. Man, I've been becoming more of a fan of Yair. Like, uh, you know, uh, especially after that last fight, showed some uh, showed some countering improvements. I mean, de defense still still suspect. But the dude's just an offensive dynamo. Obviously, you don't you know need me to tell you that. You guys already know that, but he is, and it's it's really impressive. So offensive, such so dangerous in the selections that perhaps could he be the person to uh, derail the legendary durability of Ortega? Of course, uh, I'm not going to tease you guys too long. My main event breakdown's already out, so most of you guys already know where I'm heading with this. Uh, especially if you took off the uh, Douglas De Silva, Deandraj, and Said Nurmagomedov hit. Um, yeah, it's a similar dynamic. We got the bigger cage, of course. Uh, shots to my guy, John Morgan MMA over there. Tweeted that out for us degenerates, right? Uh, we got the bigger cage over in Long Island. So that's going to be good for strikers, even though it's not stopping me from picking some submissions here. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, kind of as said earlier in the chat, and, and I, I imagine it was the read for a lot of people. It was certainly my initial read. Um, and then I went and, and picked out the specific, uh, specifics like I teased earlier. But, you know, when you spin, you're going to fall down. Um, and not even so much that. Was, here's what surprised me. Like, that was the read. But when I went back to watch, um, it was the the amount of late round shots. I don't know if it's all that Jackson, that, that stint at Jackson Wake. I mean, now he's kind of just nomadic. And I don't even know if he's been back there to train, right? Usually if he's in New Mexico, he, he seems to have stopped at, you know, Cowboys the last few years, right? If anything. 
Um, but he has that very Jackson Wake mentality of, you know, spinning stuff, flurries at the end of the round, and late round takedowns. Um, and uh, not even just late round takedowns, because he's got underrated wrestling, both defensive and offensively, right? Um, it's the matchups that it calls for, right? But he'll even go for Imanari roles. And whether it's against Max, who's not a great wrestler, but he would still end up on bottom. Uh, or against, you know, again, against Max, who, again, is not a great wrestler, but has a, a good front headlock choker. More telling, because that was his recent one, right? And then more telling, you know, he gets crushed by Frankie Edgar. Finally, you get the veteran, the vet lesson. You get crushed on the ground. Not like a jiu-jitsu freak, even though Edgar's got great jiu-jitsu. He's a black belt to go along with his wrestling and uses that in conjunction with his wrestling to put maulings on people. TKO, doctor stoppage, right? After all that time, and I know Chan Sung Jung's not a wrestler, but again, you know, and that didn't happen yet as the time they fought. But again, look at what Chan Sung Jung did to a wrestler like Edgar. Uh, got good wrestling, and more important, just opportunistic finishes at the drop of a dime, right? Especially from that front headlock choke. We saw that more earlier in his career. Uh, Jung, like a lot of fighters, rely more on their striking for many reasons, uh, potentially, right? Later their career goes on. But if you look at that fight, I think it's like rounds one, rounds three, uh, at least, you know, and there's about three or four total instances, but at the ends of rounds one and three in particular, I mean, he's just like doing Imanari rolls and shooting these bad takedowns and like almost giving his neck, ending up on bottom, ending up in bad spots, like... It is just really, I'm like, why, why would you, that's the last thing you'd want to do. What What the heck? Um, and he just, it's just a continual trend. He just does it kind of with everybody. He just will, will go to the ground. and But if he ends up on bottom, even if it is against a Jeremy Stevens, he, he gets stuck there. You know, if you can beat that scramble, he's very athletic and wiry and tough. But he'll he'll also kind of lock himself in there a bit too. He's gotten better at get-ups and wrestling and this and that. But uh but yeah, like I, I just feel like he's probably going to be lighting Ortega up early and is going to give the fight away at some point. Um, probably before he can finish Ortega because Ortega is just stupid durable. Um, he's still got like Tiki in the same team, I'm guessing. So you're not going to get, you know, not only you're not going to get a stoppage if it should be stopped for like the umpteenth time in a row, you're going to get a, you need to earn this, Brian. You know, who knows? Maybe we get Herb Dean in there too again. Oh my gosh, go, go back and watch that. Vol Volk got the stoppage, folks. Um, it should have been a doctor stoppage, a ref stoppage, and a corner stoppage. All three different instances, at least 1.5 attributions uh, as far as each of those parties' chances on different times of the fight to stop it. Anyways, I, I still, but, uh, you know, um, I, but again, for that heart that, that they keep forcing Ortega to show, maybe, maybe because of those, he, he, he gets it here. But, um, I don't know, man. I just feel like this fight ends in one way by submission. The way he's talking, refocusing himself, how mad he was that he didn't get those subs and, you know, admitting that he did that mistake like wrestlers do where they kind of ignore their wrestling and they go, then they get out wrestling. They're like, oh, crap, I had that false sense of security. Um, it sounded like he had that awakening with his jujitsu. So, um, yeah, I feel like uh, it's either going to be an RNC or more likely uh, a front choke. Uh, I'm seeing an anaconda, to be honest. It's gonna, he's really going to have to kind of use a full body leverage, front headlock kind of a deal. Um, Yair gives it, even just standing, right? Like he gave it to Max, a front headlock standing. Um, just by dipping, it was like very uh, Tony Ferguson, Lando Venata-esque, right? Where fighter dips too much and they just, uh, they wrap him up there. They, you know, they, they catch him on the dip. So there's just too many ways um, that Ortega, you know, 
And Ortega still, you know, even though he wasn't able to hold guys like Max down or whatever, like he was able to score takedowns on hard people to take down traditionally for whatever that's worth. So just there's too many multiple pathways to the mat in a fight like this, despite us being in the big cage. That, that doesn't even deter me from this read. Um, I went a whole unit on Ortega by sub. I didn't get the plus 400 opener or any big openers or boosts or anything cool. Just a plus 210. You know me. I, I, I'm never the... The bragging guy about Lima is not my thing. It, I'd rather be right. And to prove that, it's like, dude, I think the ones where I'm like, oh, you know, like, oh, you know, like, even like uh, Tavares, right? Like, whoever, like, re it was Tavares was, was a recent one where I'm like, by the value argument alone, I could, I could, I don't have to justify my bet, you know? Uh, he opened as a favorite, now he flipped as a dog. I got the better price, you know? It's like, whenever I have that, like, those are the kind of line movements that I get and then I'm usually wrong on, right? So, yeah, again, another reason I'm not a big, like, line movement guy but I did take the sub for a whole unit at plus 210 and in one of my houses for fun I played round 3 sub because that's my official prediction um plus 1400 point I know take a shot point 17 unit I gotta get someone make me a gif of someone like I mean not loading a gun there's too much like violence and stuff you know something something like that where it's like 17 point 17 you know it's coming baby um but uh, I don't know what Yair by decision is, but that would be the other thing I would look at. Um, if you like Yair or you're just looking to bet both sides, or you're looking to bet the Yair side, whatever. It's your money. You do what you want. Just telling you where I'm at and my analysis of it. Um, you know, it's Yair by KO, probably Yair by decision, uh, or Tega by sub. Um, most houses are listing, uh, what is it, uh, over at plus money? Yeah, under, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd be scared at totals here. So, yeah, I just shot for the sub, and I'm just going to be on my way. Um, next fight, uh, Amanda Lemos, minus 300. Michelle Waterson, plus 250. Uh, Mom champ, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all I hear, Michelle Waterson. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, she's tougher than, you know, I tend to give her credit for. I was surprised she survived against uh, Rodriguez. Um I don't think she's gonna survive against Lemos, but I didn't play that. What are they? What are they giving for Lemos by KO? Um, which could be different because she might even get just like the club and sub. She she hits uh, Waterson and Waterson's probably gonna shoot right and either get it or get subbed in the process, kind of a deal. Oh, Lemos by submissions twelve hundred if you like that. Um, by TKO plus two twenty five opened at plus two thirty. And uh, Lemos wins by decision. The most likely plus 100, yeah. Um, I want to parlay Lemos with uh, one or two legs, um, which I'll, I'll get to. And I, I didn't lay anything, so not too hard of a tease. But, again, I'm going to let you guys know what I'm looking at. Just some things that I didn't get to finish my tape study on. And if I didn't finish the study, I'm not going to play it, much less tell you to play it, much less give some hard opinion. And this volatile sport we play is MMA. Um, let me go to the chat before I get to this next one. Uh, make sure to hit the like, everybody. Thank you, Eric. Please make sure to hit the like. Appreciate that. Thought the body work from Jamie Malarkey should have gotten him the nod. Uh, I didn't watch it, but good good eye on the body work. You know, I appreciate that. Edge Lord, I love that name. Uh, how often do you train MMA, and are you Orthodox or Southpaw? Uh, you know me, I'm a big time Southpaw baby. Uh, I switch dances. Um. Really like working from Orthodox, you know, as I have to box from Orthodox. I'm, the, I'm like the only Southpaw in the freaking uh, room, too, right now. So, 
that's both cool and shitty because then you got to learn everything like orthodox. Um, and then I train MMA. Right now, I'm back to five days a week in this program I'm on. And then I went in like on last Saturday for grappling. And I'm, I don't think I'm going to go in this Saturday because the show, the fights are early, folks. So it's, fights are going to be going on while I'm in class. So well, while there's classes. So I don't know. And my stepdad as well is in the hospital right now. Like my mom is supposed to be going back to Hawaii. And then, uh, you know, the issue with the dogs and my mom and the neighbors and me getting into it. And, like, the day after that, my stepdad going to bingo falls on his face and, like, busts his face open. Has to go to the hospital. While in the hospital visit, one day of visit, contracted pneumonia, which he's extra susceptible to with his lungs. So he's fighting it out stable uh, on and off CPAP. So dealing with that right now, too. But yeah, um, I know it's never a never a never a dull moment. But uh, yeah, so uh, not sure I'll be training this weekend. But yeah, five days a week. Sorry, long answer. Uh, Ricky Omang, hey Mang, I better not go zero and two betting on my fellow Ricky's this Saturday. Man, I better not go zero and fucking zero or zero own whatever. Uh, let's just go opposite and zero. You know, Ricky Simon Vato. Um, that that was a Karate Ricky baby. <laughs> Hello, Jersey Lee. Hello. Do you know what Jimmy Kudo, do you know what Yair's overall strategy is? Seems like he's just trying random kicks. Uh, he just kind of goes for what's open, and he's been getting better with his boxing and parlaying that. But yeah, not a lot of process of, not, not exactly the process-driven fighter, an athletic cheater, an athletic opportunist, if you will. Um, not me or Connor Rebush's favorites types, you know. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you know, you can't, you do something, you do it well. I I, I can't hate on that man. This guy just just sees and he he, he goes he goes for it. Um, Tron Carter, I feel like every moment this fight is on, I feel on the feet Yair will be winning. I feel like too, that too. I feel like he's gonna be piecing him up pretty hard um, until something happens, right? Something's got to give, right? Uh, this is a really hard fight to call. Ortega by sub is a good call too. Uh, Gene Lesser, do you tape study every fight or fighter? Do you rely on your notes only for some fights? Um, I should rely on my notes more considering, speaking of seven, like my closet is slowly turning into Kevin Spacey's. Minus the whips, I'm talking about the uh, the notebooks, obviously. But I want to keep an online database. Those are more just like past, uh, past uh, notes that I do for my in-depths. Um, but a lot of it is tape study because you can't remember. Um, sometimes I'll even write it, read my write-ups on fighters like for Contender Series, and I'm like, I still have no recollection of who the fuck this fighter is. Yeah, I, you got to go back and watch the tape. And Dunbar's number, it really tests you with this many fighters to process. Don't know how y'all um, do it, because it's my job, and I, I barely can do it. Uh, wishing your family good health. Sab, I hope you can pull. Thank you very much. Hopefully you're still recover. Thank you, James. Thank you, Jimmy. All right, back to this fight. We got Muslim Salikov as the favorite Minus 165, Li Jingyang, plus 140. Man, uh, fuck, stop fading Russians, Dan. Stop it. Stop it. I, you know what? I think I've only like picked against this guy maybe once, too, which is crazy Salikov. I, I like his style, man. Um, even though he's older, you know, he, his eyes still look sharp in exchanges. His boxing and his striking almost looks like it's even getting better in the fact of his more getting more comfortable in, in, in that cage, right? Um, his wrestling was kind of always there and underrated because of Wushu Sanda. It's got a lot of takedowns in it, so he's got to be aware of takedowns coming at him. But positional stuff, don't expect him to do much with it, which is why there's not much layers to it. 
Uh, it looks like his wrestling's gotten better w- working with his fellow, you know, Dagestani fighters like uh, Ramazan Amiv down there. Uh, I know you'll see some American top team in his photos, but this, it was literally just a week. The guy was just uh, transitioning down there. So he still had a long ways to travel. And so did Lee, the leech, but Lee didn't do the one week or whatever. He went down to Sanford MMA as well as South Florida, but he did a whole 12 weeks down there. Um, and this is interesting, you know. Uh, and at first I was like, dude, you, you know, uh, Salikov looks like he really cross-counters the hell out of jabs. is one of his favorite things. He just loves countering jabs. And from Jose Aldo all the way down, because you know he's at the top, you know I love me fighters who counter jabs. And when you get those fighters who counter jabs and they face someone who jabs, I'm just, like, fucking all over it usually, right? Um, Lee's improved his boxing a lot, but he actually didn't jab as much as I remember, which is a good thing. Uh, he will stick and move and kind of welcome the kind of fight that Selikov wants to have, and that's a bad thing. But um, he doesn't give a lot of the looks that Selikov triggers off of, and blitzing right hands and counter right hands seem to be the common culprit for what Salikov gets hit with, and he can get rocked too. Um, I don't know how many of his 13 losses, of, uh, in contrast to his 70 kickboxing ones, were by knockout, but the guy can definitely get rocked, and he's getting up there as well. Um, you know, neither are the biggest Walter White, so neither is going to have a huge size advantage. Lee doesn't go for takedowns as much as I remembered, but that doesn't mean he can't or won't. Uh, he's got a decent shot, decent strength against the fence and the clinch. A lot of the times they're off of scrambles or kind of fights getting messy, and that's just generally what he wants here, whether it's striking or grappling. He just wants this fight kind of to be messy. Um, Salikov seems to be a really good leg kicker when people leg kick him, uh, but I don't see too many checks, um, and Lee will go for those calf kicks. I imagine him, you know... Um, you know, training down in South Florida at Sanford, um, even though American top team probably more stereotype, stereotype for the calf kick still. Uh, I, I guess I'm just trying to say I wouldn't be surprised to see those here. Um, and ultimately, uh, third rounds. Um, Lee has can get hurt in the first round, and Salikov has strong first rounds. They're just hardwired into him. Salikov, again, he's gotten better. He's gotten more comfortable at managing... Uh, output, e- efficacy, efficiency, uh, all that stuff, right? But if you look at it from numbers, which I don't look too heavily into, or just the general success of fighters having, like a, a fighter that shouldn't be having that success, like Laureano uh, Staropoli, um, even that guy's like, he lets him back into the fight in round three, you know? Or fighters have a good round in round three, or able to bust his nose up and pressure him and win the round, um, I believe like Trinaldo, right? Grandpa Trinaldo there. Shout out to the MMA analysis. Um, so I think round three is going to be live. I really hate this. I just, honestly, I'm looking at it right now, and, and I think this might be my only dog pick, so I'm, I'm playing it. Uh, I fired off a unit at plus 140, but I don't recommend you necessarily follow me off that. I'm just being completely transparent what I did. Um, kind of like my Carl Roberson, maybe this is the same open because I, I sound as confident about it, right? Uh, even though I'm actually laying quarter of a unit more, um, what you can do, and I did, is you can just pass and play the uh, the D Love special. Uh, shout out to Derek Love, D Love, Master of Love, uh, the D Loves that watch this show. But Master of Love, that's the round three special plus twelve hundred. I didn't get it at the fourteen hundred that it opened at, but you know me, I like that plus twelve hundred or or higher for round three. I got that 
you guessed it, 0.17U. And Lee by sub, plus 1,200. Again, another plus 1,200 number. I put 0.17U. So, again, potential two-unit returns on both those. Um, Lee has submission wins. They're all by guillotine. And, again, Salikov likes to shoot. That was another thing. Uh, the reason why I'm picking Lee here is that Salikov, he likes to, which I, I get. Like I kind of have that, too. I like to counterfight. Um, and when people get too close, I like the clench. I really like it. Like it there. And Salikov seems to like it there. But again, like with Yair, um, spinning guy and opportunistic takedowns, like that. Why, like spinning, you're already opening yourself up to be countered or taken down hard. Why are you going to give that even more to a fighter who is, you know, a better ground fighter than you? Uh, a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt, which. Lee the Leech is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, um, as well as a Sonda fighter. So he actually comes from that. That's why there's actually a big rivalry. And that's actually kind of what worries me is because this fight was supposed to be going down. They both have been on each other's radar, but like from my recollection of interviews and, uh, that I've seen and, and uh, is that uh, Salikov's been calling him out for a long time. So that's like, that kind of worries me. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, um, you know, you know, Part of me, am I being biased here by going for the Chinese guy? You know, do, do I want the Chinese guy to beat, you know, the uh, the Russian guy who's claiming to be the king of kung fu? It's like no, no. If anything, I just I would like Lee to win just because all the racism that he gets on. Go to his IG, by the way. You go to Fighters IG. Go to Lee's IG. Go to like comments on anything. Holy crap! Like uh, people are like, you know, he's eating like dudes enjoying some, you know. Some American meat, man. That is easy phrasing. But, like, you know, meat in all countries, even Europe, not just picking on China here, and I've been to both China and Europe, folks. Uh, Like, meat is different in the country. The dude is enjoying eating some meat. Go read the comments. It's like, you eating dog? And I'm like, oh, great. Ah, reminders from childhood. Glad those are still around. Yeah, dog. That's that's what we eat. Um, And then just, like, you know, like, COVID or this or that. Like, you showed him in Sumadarji, and it was just, like, everyone's... Bring, you know, COVID jokes, like, oh, geez, here we go. And just all, like, someone, like, I saw someone post, like, F you, Lee, Tiananmen Square. What do you have to say about that? I'm like, I don't even think Lee was born when Tiananmen Square happened. You know, he might have been, like, one years old. Like, what the fuck does he have to do with that? He's, he, you know, he's, 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 he's a UFC fighter. Just, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Holy shit. Um, but the dude comes in all smiles, you know. Good on him, man. Good on him. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's got a tough fight. He's got a tough fight, folks. I don't. I don't blame anybody not telling me. I love uh, Salikov's style. Um, he's the deserved favorite. I'm not even hating on Salikov here. Uh, this just. This just. This is a big match for both of them, and Lee just seems to really be taking this seriously, man. And um, you know me, MMA experience. It's it's hard to turn down. I know I picked. Uh, Alex uh, Pereira over Sean Strickland, and I was right. I called that fight, right? And maybe it's the same thing here. You know, maybe that trend continues here, and, and, and or the Russian trend continues, or the trend of me betting against Russians and losing continues, or just the trend of me losing continues. Again, a lot of, lot of bad omens here, but can't rain all the time, as Brandon Lee from The Crow said. Speaking of Seven, the actor in there that runs the sex house is the guy that killed Brandon Lee. little trivia there. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I threw a little bit on Lee sub plus 1200, Lee round three plus 1200, both 0.17 units. And, you know, he could win this fight by decision. He could win it outside of round three. He could win it by KO as well, right? Um, seeing kickboxers KO'd in MMA isn't the craziest thing in the world, right? Um, but yeah, uh, so I did Lee one unit plus 140. 
Don't need to follow me off that cliff. Gonna break down the rest of this pretty fast. We got uh, Sumaderji, minus 260, and uh, Matt Schnell, plus 220. Here's what I wanted to shout out. I think it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but is it the uh, Chronic Combat Conversations? Because I'm going to blame slash credit them for getting this in my head. Because uh, I, I, they're, they're definitely a podcast I like to kind of pop on as dessert on fight day. Um, good, good dudes. But... Uh, and now every time I hear Matt Schnell's name, I just hear the song, Ooh, Matt Schnell. Don't you smell Matt Schnell? <laughs> yeah, so now I have that shit uh, all over there. Um, wow, I, why do I have a comment highlighted? Um, that's weird. Am I still broadcasting? I hope I am. That still says I'm live. Uh, I don't know how I brought up that comment. It was probably an accident, but hey, cool. Thank you. I'm still learning how to do this shit, folks. But uh, yeah, uh, oh yeah, the breakdown. Um, I'm actually going to go with Sumadirji. I, I did watch some tape on this one, actually. Uh, Matt Chanel is 1-1 one one with an asterisk on the victory against UFC level Southpaws. Because um, he beat Jonathan Martinez outside of the UFC, but he beat him by getting DQ'd and kneed in the head. I didn't go back to watch that to see how he was doing. I'm not sure how relevant it would be, uh, because it's uh, you know because it, it's uh, so long ago. And then the southpaw he lost to uh, was uh, who was it? Oh, Brandon Royval is his last fight, uh, which he was actually doing good in the striking department. If you remember before getting uh, guillotine there, um, looked like he actually had some really good answers for the southpaw hand fight in the lead hand. Almost like Volkanovski was doing to Ortega and really just taking off that angle and launching his combinations off that, uh, which was really cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see how he does against uh, Sumaderji. Um, but, uh, yeah, fighters who can counter, southpaws, uh, long fighters, fighters with that kind of length and height parity. Um, you could, you know, you could really point to those as a kind of common thread when you look at um, Matt Schnell's losses. And... Uh, when I, Matt Schnell doesn't go for as many takedowns as I thought either. And he's got decent technique, too. I mean, he's a he's a flyweight bantamweight. Of course, you know, fighters at the UFC level in those weight classes kind of should have good technique everywhere, right? Um, they don't have to be stand out everywhere. Ideally, they would want to be, but I mean, you know. But 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 technique-wise, um, but like explosiveness in the shot, like, I don't know, I didn't see it. And Sumaderji's wrestling, um, I know he's spent time at you know team alpha male and american top team splitting camps there for the last year or so and even before that actually uh, had some nice wizards good good split of the hips um showing some really good fundamentals in there good sense of himself so uh i actually think he can get the knockout um you can get that for plus money if you want to take a stab at that it's probably only plus 100 uh the only other play i would say would be be, be chanel by sub which i think is still around the 700 range obviously there's more value on the bigger number but uh and, and i was looking in that direction too just like for another dog here we'll get to in a second but uh ultimately i picked sumaderji i'm not going to say it's a dog or pass because you know if you want to take that plus money shot on sue by knockout i don't blame you um i haven't and probably won't for what it's worth but you know it's there um all right let's chat here Ricky Simoen fight week, yeah, baby. Simo, yeah, he's he's got some uh, island connection, doesn't he? There, um, yeah. Uh, we go down here. 
Does uh, does Lee have a better chin than Muslim? Yeah, he still hasn't been stopped. That's the thing. It's like Lee gets hurt a lot, but he hasn't been stopped. So it's like, you know, I'm siding with Ortega. You know, with the other person I bet by sub. Well, I'm gonna side with the durability of the other person I bet by sub for their durability. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's like I would want to say like gun to my head, yeah, but I'm also picking and playing Lee, and also at the same time, even though I would say that and I'm picking and I'm playing Lee. If he got stopped by Selikov, like, would I be surprised? Like, no, I, I, I wouldn't. You know, I still, still played him, but I wouldn't. Um, why do you think body work is not scored well in MMA? Isn't it a good thing if you can win someone? It is. It's just, I, you know, again, I still, I still haven't reached out to uh, the judging contact that uh, my guy AB was uh, so kind enough to give me. But I'm going to suspect it's kind of like the basic answer as far as why striking in general is biased. And cutting it further to your point, why head striking is more biased than body or perhaps leg. Um, it's just because it's easier to see. We're more wired to see. We're more wired to be value to value slash be wooed. If we're more wa- valued to be wooed, we're probably more. Or if we're more wired to be wooed for something, then we're more wired to probably value that thing, right? So I think it's just easier to see body work. It's easier to interpret it. We've got conditioning of Rogan and everyone go, oh, you know, even though to me, I just love hearing the announcers go to the body, right? You know, but it's the same thing. I think we're just naturally more conditioned to the head. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And I can go on body work tangents for days, my friend. But I would love to hear from an actual judge on why they think it is, right? That would be interesting. Uh, Kimmel Mercer, hi, I listen to your UFC 261 post show and have been subject from my friends to be a traitor for support Lee. Can she do more for people to respect her? She's a great fighter. She is, but um, again, man, um, I, I feel like she was turning people, like she was trying to speak English, which, you know, people, especially in North America, really like, right? Americans really love, like, oh, they're trying to speak English. Or, and you hear people say that more well-meaning. It's not like, you know, it's a racist thing. Everybody who says it is racist, but like, there's definitely that, right? And and I feel like she was kind of playing to that for what it's worth. But then, again, what I just said with the Lee thing, like you just look at it. It's just like, don't get me wrong. Like MMA comment sections are internet scummy. MMA comment section internets can be scummy. MMA, they, they, you see what they how they treat these fighters, right? Especially how they treat female fighters, right? Jesse Jess with the bets, fighters with bets on the on while we're on that topic. Like, it gets levels worse, worse, worse. And I feel like women and people of color are the top of that. Like, it's like there's like an extra layer. And again, you see it You see a lot with um, Chinese. And, and again, it's not just me standing for this. Again, there's a, there's a, there's a ton of, you want to talk about, you know, uh, hate and people having it out for whatever reason. Um, gay, uh, gay, trans, LGBTQ, um, Boy, have those groups been been unfairly uh, just getting it lately. So I don't know how much of it's the common culture. You know, I've waxed about that before. You guys know where I stand. But, you know, it's always what? It's it's, it's always answer E, a little bit of of everything, right? It's the political answer. What are your thoughts on Brian Campbell, anti-Asian rhetoric? He keeps talking about it. Does he keep talking about it? I I haven't haven't been watching the show. Um, If you're referring to the... From like what was it like almost like a year and a half ago, um, for the Kaya Sakura thing, or the dude who, uh, you know, was uh, flashing you know the white power signals. Um, I was public and vocal about that. Uh, Luke Thomas shouts to Luke uh, addressed that stuff right away. 
uh, called Brian out on that for whatever that's worth. I haven't really watched the show since, to be honest. I kind of, um, I, I wish them the best, man. I think they they have a great show. Um, you know, aside from that stuff Brian did, he's he's a creep, creep, creepo who likes '90s stuff. And I say that in, in all due respect because I'm a creep who likes '90s stuff. So, aside from that, I was actually a big fan of Brian Brian Campbell. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, he apologized for that, from what I hear. Unless you guys tell her to show me different. Um, I haven't heard any complaints from that that front. It seems like that show's kicking ass, and I'm not a hater, man. I wish, I wish them the best. I've always uh, had a lot of respect for Luke, and still do. Um, and the dude's been grinding, man. He deserves uh, all the success he's getting. So, no hate. Um, and yeah, I, I was really probably one of the most public. So no, no, no need to dig up, uh, get me all riled up and dig that up again. But if there's anything new, you know, feel free to. Send it my way, I guess. I'm, I'm the China. I am the Chinese uh, official, uh, whatever. Now, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. I appreciate the love, but you know, uh, I appreciate the well-meaning love. But yeah. Um, wish, wish, morning combat. Nothing but the best, man. Those guys are kicking ass. Uh, do you agree with my assessment that we can expect better cards fight moving forward? UFC puts on. I'm gonna get to these, uh, these questions here uh, in a bit. I'm gonna push through with a breakdown. If we're getting more into technical questions. Um. Next fight, so I'm taking Sumanderji by knockout. If that wasn't clear. Uh, next fight, Shane Burgos minus 165. Um, Charles Jordan plus 140. Uh, I'm gonna try to push through the rest of these fast. I'm gonna be on my, my guy uh, Eric's channel. Uh, if you see him in the chat, go hit subscribe on his channel. I'm gonna be over there, and uh, he does fun trivia. So there'll be some different stuff. I'm, I'm sure he's got some fun stuff cooked up. This fight, I went with Shane Burgos. Um, I didn't go back to watch tape yet on this fight, uh, but. Even if for whatever reason I go the other way, unless I see something like, you know, like, whoa, I cracked the code, everybody. Um, I, I don't see myself playing this fight either way. You know, this is a fight you just sit back and watch, man. Um, you know, it's going to be this is gonna be like the Michael Johnson-Jamie Malarkey fight of the card, if that makes sense. I'm going to go with Burgos um, by decision. Um, but a, a finish wouldn't surprise me. A, a Jordan victory would not surprise me. Uh, round three is going to be absolute insanity. Um, I'm hopefully going to be able to just enjoy this as a as a fan. Um, next fight, uh, check my main card. That'll be on my my main card article too. By the way, for this one and this next one, I didn't do tape on, but uh, I got to because I got to write these up in my main card article. Thanks for sharing those. Uh, MMA junkie on fight day, main card picks and prognostications, quick picks and prognostications. We got Misha Tate opening the main card. I don't know why. Why, why didn't we just have the other fight open it? Uh, minus two hundred five. Lucky Lauren Murphy, plus 175. Um, I love me some Lauren Murphy, man. She just seems cool as fuck. Uh, I know Misha's, you know, from a gym. I got to support her. She's the deserved favorite here, probably. Um, looks, in, looks in good shape. Uh, sorry, everyone was in the gym on Saturday, man. We had uh, Aljo in grappling class. Uh, we had uh, Claudia Gadelia. Um... I didn't go with any of them. I'm just, like, worried they're going to recognize me and fucking kill me for the time I picked against them. You know, every time I look across the room, they're looking at me. They recognize me. Hopefully not. Uh, no, just kidding. I'll probably get strangled by all of them in due time. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Misha Tate here. Not confident. Uh, you can check for any changes, but either way, this again, this is another fight where it's like, I, I'm, not, I'm not looking to play it. Uh, for a different reason than Burgos and Jordan, but all the same as far as the betting perspective. Um, next fight, 
am looking to play this one somehow, some way. Puna Soriano. I know. Surprise, surprise. What? Dan's back in the Hawaiian from Extreme Couture. Minus 225 for Puna. Dolce, Lung Jambula, plus 190. Um, yeah, this is basically, uh, you know, uh, Dolce was at X. Where's my glass? Now it's going to be on there forever. The rest of this now. Um, you know, I, I, Dolce used to trade at XC, so I just imagine Eric knows what to look for with him. Um, we did see some improvements from Dolce, to be fair, but then, like, you know, we, we saw with the Brundage fight, I believe. Like, he can just make bad decisions and give it up. Uh, Puna can get, you know, stuck in a gear of sorts, but then with that last fight, A, he won it. <laughs> that was a bad decision. B, uh, how much of him getting stuck in a gear was him, you know, hurting his leg early on, right, in that fight, right? Uh, although, you know, you can look at the Brendan Allen fight. I don't know what the reasoning for that one was, what one was or whatever, just kind of getting stuck in the gear there and then, you know, not taking any credit for the things that Brendan Allen was doing right, like going to the body, right? Um, just couldn't really mess you up. So, uh, but yeah, no, I was going to look at Puna as a parlay piece with um, Lemosh. That won't get you plus money, so I would have to add something else, like either like Tate or the over the Tate Murphy fight or something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I want something chalky to play to balance out all these crazy shots that I've been taking fruitlessly. Uh, so that's what I'll be looking at. But, um, still a couple fights I want to look at there. Dolce Lungjambula, I believe, one and one against UFC level South Boss. Beat Marcus Maluco Perez. I'm sure how much weight I put into that. And then, of course, I uh, got beat by one of the better guys in the division. Uh, Dagestani Stipe Magomed Ankalaev. Who is Stephen Miocic wearing the Dagestani beard and a nose piece? As far as I'm convinced, um, yeah. This fight I just watched tape on Jack Shore versus at 155 versus. That's right, Ricky Simon Vato plus 135 for Ricky Simon. Uh, Simon Vato, uh, man, I came into this fight looking to bet Ricky Simon, but uh, I ended up siding with Jack Shore. That being said. Do not fret, Ricky Simon Vato fans. This is a dog or pass spot in my book. Um, my heart's with Simon. My heart's with you, Simon Betters, okay? I wanted to. I came into this fight wanting to join the party, but again, I got to try to keep those biases aside and see what the eyes see. And, you know, again, kind of uh, similar um, with um, kind of Matt Chanel as far as, you know, the common threads, you know? Uh, you know? Tall guys, although it's more size parity for Chanel, but tall guys, uh, fighters who can counter, fighters who can stay along with the jab, mainly just fighters who can really pop them counters. And sure, not necessarily, you know, his, his counters in boxing are getting much better. You know, he'll, he'll kind of come forward, he'll stick and move. He, he is, um, you know, he's, you know, he's fairly pliable in his approach. Um, and, but it, He's in the stage where he's really sharpening things, as he should be at this point of his career, right? And I think we're really seeing that. You know, he didn't jab as much as I would want to, like a Rob Font. But his other layers of it, whether it's his grappling level changing that he keeps in the back pocket or the hooks and more pocket exchanges, you know, if you're going to be a tall guy to fight on the inside, you got to kind of be able to change from long to short or going short as they flee to long. Um... Anthony Smith's really good at doing that for a tall guy who prefers to fight on the inside, right? And, and Shore seems to have some of those sensibilities mixed with the long boy stuff, too, um, which would obviously serve him better for this fight. His team seems to be a good game planner as far as when to pressure and whatnot. Hopefully, you know, it, it'll be hard with 
Ricky Simone having his own level changing potent threats and is much more better at getting the angles and lateral steps of his footwork. Um, but those counters, both the jabs and those hooks inside, we've seen Simone stunned. Uh, as his boxing's gotten better, we've seen it less. Uh, but it's like both. It's both him getting better at skills and you want to give credit for it. But then, you know, the uh, the more tinfoil hat gambler side, you look at it and you go, you know, Gaetano Perello, um, Brian Kelleher, Pandemic Kelleher, you know, taking fights up at 45. Now we kind of seen Kelleher since, maybe on his way out, you know, kind of, um, no offense to Brian Kelleher. And I love, I love, love, love BK. But you know what I'm saying? Um, we've seen him in these types of matchups now, too. Um, and uh, Borg, you know, was, on, was a really kind of, you know, just bad run, crazy personal life. Uh, that was like the first grouping in that South Florida pandemic card, right? I mean, how much can you really take from any fighters fighting on those as far as their performances? And then you see a sunset, which he looked great in. Excellent. Just a sweet combo. You think he jab, jab, lead uppercut, pool jab, bop, right hand. Throws him, hits the upper, the shoveling uppercut on uh, Sun Tzu tries to get up, knocks him out. But, I mean, Sun Tzu, again, at the end of his row. By the way, not that I go off this kind of analysis, but fun fact, Sun Tzu, that was his fourth loss in a row. The three losses before that, everybody who beat him lost their following fight. Go look at it. Cody Garbrandt lost his following fight after beating him. Uh, Marlon Moraes and whoever that other person was. But, yeah, the last three people straight... And then the four, if you follow that, the fourth is fighting this this Saturday. The one I'm breaking down right meow, uh, Ricky Simon Bato. Um, so uh, you know, if you go by that, woo woo, um, maybe he loses here too. But the other read that I saw was Jack Shore. He has a really good um, lead left kick, and he doesn't have to switch to southpaw to do it. And you know that's something I always look for with wrestle boxers. Even Simone getting better with his boxing and lateral movement. He's still like all death taxes and wrestle boxers getting hit by left-sided head kicks because a lot of them naturally embrace stepping off to the right side, crouching and dipping to the right side, uh, and it's already wired into their level-changing sensibility. So you have level-changing and dipping and heavily to that right side, so knees, head kicks, and the like. Catching them, catching a head kick while you're shooting in, and it turns into a knee, right? Um... A lot of times as wrestlers getting hit by this stuff, right? Um, Koscheck, Aljo, right? So on and so forth. Uh, that's kind of the read I'm seeing here. So I'm actually going to pick Shore by stoppage. Either he's going to knock him out or get a club and sub. So I don't think he can su submit a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu like Simone soberly. Um, but I'm not confident enough to bet it. Uh, I think the value here is definitely on Simone because I could definitely see Simone maybe... You know, ragdolling him and just getting the better of the wrestling and scrambling because that's his thing. You know, he might not be that good of a control guy, but maybe if he just gets the visuals, the shots in transition and ragdolls him, uh, he gets it. But again, Jack Shore can wrestle too. Um, he's got that really long frame where we see kind of mess up, you know, on paper better wrestlers, those long frames and guys who know how to use it, which Shore looks like he does. You know, he, when he gets those underhooks, he stays heavy. He clamps his elbows tight. He drapes head position. He does a lot of those tall things you want to do a lot of things uh, John Jones was fundamental things John Jones actually was good about doing quietly draining guys in there so I'm going to go with Jack Shore by stoppage but it's not confident man it's not confident it's a really fun fight it's one of the best fights in the card my heart's with you Simone backwards there um, 
All right, Bill Algio minus 200, Herbert Burns. Hi, Kyle. Mm. Sorry, Herbert from Family Guy. I'm 12 years old. Uh, he's stepping in on short notice. Um, so he's going to be really live in that first round. Does Bill Algio, with his kind of give and take style, does he give a little too much? And it's like, oh, crap, I'm in a sub. And he just gives one of those taps where he's like, God damn it, why did I do that? You know, um, is it one of those kind of deals? Or does he do what I think he's going to do, survive, build, and either get a late stoppage on Burns um, or a decision? Um, I'm going to guess that. I think that, you know, you either, I don't know. I, I, I haven't watched tape on this, so I don't want to mislead you guys. But the way I'm looking at it is either... Algeo round three, unless I really see a lot that I like and I want to add them to like the parlay piece or whatever, maybe. Um, but if Burns is lively and I see a little bit too much positional give, and I like what I see from Herbert Burns and forecast what I what 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 more we could see even on short notice, maybe I just stay away altogether. But this will be a fight where I'm looking to either you know sprinkle round three, stay away, or sprinkle round three and parlay uh, if I really like it. Um, but. I don't want to mislead you guys because maybe I watch it and I go, ugh, it's stay away, right? Did not watch tape on that one. That's just my initial thoughts. Um, Don Jung, baby. Minus 125, Dustin Jacoby. Plus 105. This one uh, opened even, I believe. Um, some money's coming in on Jung. Jacoby's been great for me, man. Uh, he's been a money train for me, but he's also been a sweat train because I've had to sweat a lot of these fights. Um mainly when it gets in a grappling range, whether it's in the clinch or, you know, which Jacoby's been, been much better at his takedown defense um, if you have a, any kind of grappling involved, right? And Jung arguably will have advantages there. Not that Jacoby's bad in the clinch, but he's probably going to be prioritizing defense slash takedown defense, which will give Jung opening for those elbows up high. So I think he can really torture him against the fence here if he gets him there. Big cage, he's really going to have to get past those jabs and low kicks that are going to be uh, at range. I give the edge to uh, Jacoby. But um, even though I don't think I picked against Jacoby in his recent run, I'm going to pick against him here. I'm, I'm not going to play it. I didn't tape study it. Even if I did, I probably... This another fight where it's just, oh, it's competitive as all hell. Um, and you're not getting the greatest price on either guy, although they're both playable by definition. Both plus or minus, right? Favorite or dog. But I will go with Da and Jung by decision. Um, Dwight Grant versus Dustin Stoltzfus. Uh, I'm going to go with Stoltzfus here. Um, he's never wooed me, but he has shown improvements between fights for what that's worth. And even though he's not the most active fighter, he's way more active than Grant, which is granted a low bar to clear. Uh, but even though I want to give love to my fellow 37-year-old who comes from a martial arts background, and even though... Um, Fuck, I was feeling like Dwight Grant at times because I just didn't want to get countered by kids. I wanted them to counter me. I was trying to pull things out, and it was just because I didn't want to like feel like oh, am I am I just being that guy who kind of sits there and stares, you know? Because I like countering so much. Um, yeah, so I definitely don't want to throw shade there, right? Uh, especially as my sad ass gets back into sparring. Who am I? Who am I to talk, folks? Uh, but I'm going to go with Stoltzfus. Did not watch tape on this fight. And uh, even if I did, and even if it reaffirms the dog pick, I'm, I'm not getting a crazy number here or anything. It's a fairly sketchy fight to, to, to kind of have your money on. So, um, yeah. Uh, definitely dog or pass. So I was just going to pick the dog here, Stoltzfus. Emily Dakota minus one fifty. Jessica Penne plus one thirty. I'm gonna go with Dakota. Didn't didn't watch this, 
But I know she's been doing work over there at Invicta. Um, she can get it bo done both on the feet and on the floor. It looks like she's been getting a bit better uh, on the feet since I saw her uh, last. I haven't really watched tape on her too much since like when she was you know, doing stuff with Alina Lee McFarlane, I believe, who fought her. I don't know. But yeah, um, I'm going to go with Ducote here, minus 150. But uh, no play on that. All right, I'm going to clean up the chat, and we will uh, get on uh, get on out of here. Uh, go on time, 118. Not bad, not bad. All right, uh, Mary Rui, what is, um, oh, what was it? Uh, Gene Lesser, do you agree with my assessment? Can we expect better cards moving forward with the UFC having to put on better cards in order to satisfy their live audiences slash gate numbers? No, no, I don't think so. Uh, with the effort that they're putting, you know, you got a guy like Jack Shore fighting a week before the London card. Like, that doesn't make any, I know he's Welsh, but, I mean, it's a, it's a strong road trip for the Welsh people. Um, you got stuff like that. You just got, you know, them putting amazing bantamweight cards on the prelims on the regular while forcing he heavyweight slog shit. No offense. Um, on the main cards, their deals, the them cutting veterans, them cutting people with decent promise, just filing in the contender series 12 and 12s. I'm not holding my breath. Mary Rui, what is a wizard? Sorry, I really do not know. Uh, when you hear a wizard, um, it's kind of the, in simple terms, it's not an overhook, but it looks like an overhook. An underhook is under the arm. You're getting under the arm. An overhook is over the arm. A wizard is a wrestling term for what looks like an overhook, but you're getting the overhook motion. You're wrapping around the arm, and you're hoisting high. Um, this is generally a, a grip. helps uh, encourage a grip separation, especially you got the, the bicep control on the other hand, right? A grip separation, you need uh, to have connected grips generally to secure a takedown. And for jujitsu slash MMA, uh, the wizard also uh, acts as a protector of the back. So a lot of times in a crucial scramble, you'll hear the commentator say this wizard is protecting them from getting their back taken right now. That's what they mean because it's the only thing keeping that arm and body positioning in, in place. Clamp down, you let go of that. They clear the arm, they can slip out to your back. Wizard very important for that reason. Jimmy Kudo, wait, Dan, you misread my question. I said clinch. Who has the better clinch between my... Oh, clinch. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm dyslexic Dan over here. Uh, who has the better clinch between Muslim and Lee? You know, M Muslim's uh, counter clinch has been getting better, but his clinch is mainly more of a safety, a safety stall. Uh, as far as offense, um, I would go with Lee. Um, he's not some savant that I can like recall like beautiful hand fighting tactics that he is doing, but he is a guy that will punch off of breaks. He will knee inside. He's got mean guillotines, uh, which by the way, yeah, that's what I was getting to. Um, all four of Lee's wins are by guillotine, and Muslim keeps shooting whether he's hurt or not or he's in trouble. So I think Lee can, you know, um, decision is going to be tight. Right? It's going to come down to round two and Lee not getting knocked out. But if he doesn't get knocked out, um, I think at the very least, if he can't knock out Salikov, he can rock him. And if he can rock him, well, that's definitely going to force a shot. And again, Lee's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt with all his submission wins by guillotine, and he's got freakish strength. So um, that hence the round three uh, sub Hail Mary. Um, Salikov also clenches a lot more come round three because he's more tired and spinning's harder. Um, Rio Sozin, yes, he keeps making fun of Asians on his show. Oh, that that's super shitty. If that's true, um, thanks for the update on that. That's that's crappy. Kimball Mercer, thank you, Dan, for a well thought out answer. Uh, you're welcome. I'm glad I gave a well thought out answer and whatever I answered. 
Samuel Negrete, can you uh, get any useful insight slash info by watching fight card face-offs? Um, like size and stuff like that, you can get some info. Um, I I don't really try not to, you know, I don't really think, like, oh, this person looks scared or whatever, or this or that. Like, what was one of the most obvious examples was Rose and Joanna, right? And then what happened? Rose knocked out Joanna, right? She looked like she was, like, scared. Joanna was doing her, like, uh, demon thing where she kind of looks like the... Uh, Gozer from, uh, you know, Ghostbusters. Uh, wow, Dan. Relevant references, please. Um, you know, she's, like, doing her demon golem thing, I guess. Uh, and then she got messed up. So, no. Um, although, shout out to my guy, Clint. He does a, a cool little post-weigh-in show. Again, like, you know, it's give or take on what you can tell by weigh-ins on the scales and stuff as well. But I feel like that, if anything, will be your more deciding factor, right, as far as uh, outcomes. So, uh, shout to Clint for his show on that. Um, Mary Rui, I was on Whaley's live chat two weeks ago, and she says she's been training uh, at Bangtown MMA with the Hickman Brothers. Yeah, that's good, good. Hickman Brothers are good. She said they have a good system. What makes a new gym like that have a good system? I'm not sure, but the Hickman Brothers come from um, good wrestling systems, folk-style uh, collegiate American wrestling systems, um, and incorporate that heavily from what I'm told. And brought that with them over to Thailand. So kind of having that influence um, there is really good. Especially to continue off of whatever wrestling work she did with Cejudo. So uh, I'm sure the Hickman brothers are a big uh, reason for her liking their system there. Uh, especially with her liking wrestling, right? Kind of one and one together. That's my guess. I mean, I'm just speculating. Uh, Ryu Sozin says, Campbell said he was happy that Kyoji got KTFO because Pettis is from the U.S. Jesus. Kyoji is awesome. How can someone hate him for being from Japan? Wow. I hope he doesn't hate him from from Japan. Hopefully that's just nationalism, which is you know, it's one thing. But like, yeah, I don't know, man. I can't I can't speak for Campbell. I, I didn't say that, and I don't want to weigh in on something I didn't see. But you know that, that that's crappy if there's a there's a trend there. But uh, again, man. Uh, Y'all making me state the obvious here, you know. Go go look for yourself. Compare the social media accounts to a lot of these uh, Asian fighters. Uh, compared to some of them, uh, you look at the, uh, the the type of insults and the type of comments. It's definitely of a of a certain certain kind. So, you know, these are real trends. So whatever, sucks. Um, not whatever it sucks, but I'm not trying to sound like I don't care. But you know what I mean. It's this is gonna get me riled up. Um, Ghost Phantom 98, do you like step up lead left kicks or lead left kicks from the stance, uh, from a close in a close stance matchup? Um, step up, I'm guessing that's like that little switch step before it, or throwing it straight out of the stance, which is often, I believe, like more associated stereotype with more traditional martial artists. Though, so, I mean, I've seen Thai fighters and Thai style kicks thrown really heavily uh, to the body in a countering fashion, you know. Um, off that lead leg as they're kind of backstepping into like the southpaw stance. There's that too, right? Um, but as far as for what you asked, uh, if, if that's my interpretation of it, that is correct. Me personally, um, probably uh, whatever the step up version is you're referring to, if, if that involves some kind of a shuffle. So whether I'm shuffling and kicking and returning back to an orthodox stance or shifting into my preferred natural southpaw stance. Um, I like that excuse to shift back and forth from stances because I, I, I like to and fancy myself from both stances. Uh, so I, I would take that other the other option than the more 
option that maybe someone else would think I would take being, you know, having my karate background as well uh, and taekwondo background. Um, don't feel that great from that. Although my left kick is feels much better than my right kick because my hip, I still have somewhat of a hip flexor on that side. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Pascal, what is your strategy when it comes to tape study? Do you watch the last three fights from both fighters? Do you look to prior or similar matchups? Uh, relevant fights are always weighed heavier than others, but styles make fights. And regardless, if, I mean, you should always watch uh, as much relevant stuff as you can. Obviously, like, at least their last fight, at least their last two fights. But if there's, like, specific style matchups and one of their, like, second-to-last fight is a specific non-style matchup that, that has very little relevance, um, then, yeah, I'll probably skip through and just watch the relevance. I'll probably favor style over relevancy in that case. But you do need relevancy, right, um, to see what they've been doing and to kind of help gauge how they've been improving. Like, there's no non-relevant fights. I mean, all fights are going to tell you something, right? You know, uh, even though I don't, you know, believe you have to and don't necessarily do it myself as far as going all the way back to watch like very beginning fights because they're different fighters. But I would still argue those fights also have value because you'll be able to see how far they came in comparison to other fighters. And when you build up uh, those sample sizes and reps, maybe you can kind of have a gauging of like learning curve, right? And that'll that'll tell you their overall learning curve. Um, not tell you, but you'll, you'll get a better gauge of it. So everything has a purpose. But you can't watch everything, which is my problem. So that's my strategy. All right, stepping up by bringing the rear leg up by not all the way through to southpaw. By bringing the rear leg up but not all the way to southpaw. Like a step like a step up inside low kick where you skip up your rear leg to your heel. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that, yeah. Um, I definitely love that. Uh, depending on what stance, too, and how you do it, um, there's a Taekwondo t tactic. Um, I don't hear people refer to it, but it's called pull dragging. And it's a way uh, you drag instead of a step, but it's a similar motion. And you're, you're dragging your heel up to your front foot, but it's kind of off of a, off of a launch. So if these are my feet, um, and this leg's coming up to kick to the side, and the opponent's over here, right? This other foot is almost... It's cheating. God, I can't. I wish I could show it to you guys. It's a really cool gauging technique, though. And you can, you know, if someone thinks they're 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 too far to be hit, you can still kind of pull drag to them. Maybe you mix it in with the more of the modernized uh, MMA oblique kick to the knee, right? You really can kick at their leg at a safe distance. Um, you know, whatever. Like a pendulum kick. Oh yeah, pendulum kick. Okay, yeah, yeah. I prefer those th those styles for sure. Um, but again, that's that's just all preference. I'm, that doesn't mean it's better, right? It's, it's scenario. It's who you are. Pole dragging, I like that term. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to find something to share on it. And who knows, maybe if I get my ass back on camera doing some of that shadow boxing stuff, I'll uh, I'll show examples of that. Man, thank you guys for joining. I'm gonna start wrapping this up though. Um, I gotta jump over to my guy, uh, my guy Eric's channel. Um, here, I'm gonna give him a shout. Actually, right here, give him an official shout. Here we go. Yeah, Eric Betts fights. He's right over here, up in the up in the chat. Um, Go to his channel. I'll be there. I'm going to see what trivia he's got lined up for me. Eric always runs a great show. Uh, like and subscribe. Uh, I'm going to recap, pick some plays, and get the F out of here. Thanks for joining me and putting up for you audio listeners uh, with the live chat uh, interaction, which I am, I'm enjoying, by the way. Thank you, Daniel Tom MMA. Uh, MixedMartialAnalyst.com again if you want to get on that read-through list or support the show through PayPal link at DanTomMMA. 
for all the links, including a secure PayPal link uh, to support the show. Um, recapping picks and plays. I am taking Ortega over Rodriguez. Taking Lemos over Monchan. Yeah, Watterson. Taking Lee the Leech over Salikov. Taking Sumaderji over Ooh, Matt Schnell. Can't you smell that smell? Uh, taking Burgos over Jordan. Taking Tate over Murphy. Taking Soriano over Lungjambula. Taking Shore over Simon Vato. But that's a definite dog or pass spot. Taking Algio over Burns. Hakao. Taking Don Jung over Dustin Jacoby. Taking Stoltzfus. Really into Germany. Over Grant. Taking Ducati. Ducati, Ducati, taking the motorcycle over the pasta, Penny. Uh, plays. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do for a parlay. Maybe I put like Lemo, Soriano, and something else if I'm feeling froggy to try to get some chalk balance to the force. Um, played Lee plus 140 at a unit. You don't have to follow me off that cliff, but do believe that there's value on Lee by sub plus 1200.17 unit and Lee round three plus 1200.17 unit as well. 17 ducats. Uh, most confident play is Ortega by sub. Threw a whole ducket on that. Uh, plus 210. Hopefully make back the Lee exposure if I just eat shit on falling my face on that. Also, uh, in one house I did take, you know me, I gotta take a little bit of round three sub. Plus 1400.17 as well for Ortega. And that's it. Um, yeah, not really looking at, at too much else aside from what I already told you. Uh, I will post everything at Dan Tom MMA. Uh, good luck on your picks and plays. Uh, thanks for the love in the chat. And always protect your necks.